0: Oilers now again brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Want to tell you, Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated 50-plus years. You can get a $10 bonus for every $50 gift card purchased until December 31st. Visit royalpizza.ca where the stop for recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken. At this time, and we'll still get to a couple more texts on the Ashley Fine Flores text line, but we like to do this once a week. We bring in Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports and, of course, the host of Oilers Pre and Post on uh, the Face Off Show and Overtime Open Line and Brendan S. Scott who uh, is uh, the co-producer of Oilers now and is all over the airwaves back at the 630 Chet Studios. Works on our Oilers Radio Network broadcast as well. Reed, how you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you? All things considered, not bad. Kind of an ugly day here in Raleigh. Like, rainy and overcast and like 14, 15 degrees. So, you're hoping for a little bit better, you know, Thanksgiving sort of uh, weak uh, weather, but didn't work out that day. I didn't want to push it too far in the walk, so I went about seventy-five, eighty feet from the hotel and then walked back. It's good. Uh, yeah,
1: don't, got to be careful with your knees too.
0: It's not my knees; it's 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 my ankles. So <laughs> oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, playing like they've rolled an ankle or two this year, Reed, has been the Oilers. Uh, 5-11-1. Nobody saw this coming. Uh, what are people saying uh, on overtime open line last night after last night's uh, disappointing 5-3 end result?
1: Uh, well, we definitely got a couple uh the season's over type calls. Uh, d- definitely still just some, I think, confusion and, and disbelief. Uh, and, and we've talked a lot about, and we got a couple calls about it last night, just about uh, accountability. Players keeping each other accountable, what the coaches can do, can you trim ice time, uh, how do you get some lessons across to people who uh, appear to be making the same mistakes quite often, way too often, Bob.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, right now the Oilers have the second worst goal differential in the league at minus 16. Oh, that's not true. Columbus is minus 19. Uh, San Jose is minus 49, and Edmonton found a way to lose to the Sharks. Uh, Brendan, we've talked about it a bit in the opening, but just uh, a thought process. What's the most surprising thing for you that's gone wrong this, uh, this season?
2: it's your journey on every mile Um,
0: for me I mean just
2: the lack of a step forward for Bouchard for McLeod for Dylan Holloway it looks like this is really the same group of players I'll give Bouchard credit for what he's done offensively he's their second leading scorer right now which probably speaks more to what other players aren't doing than what he is doing on that power play but I mean he makes egregious errors on a game to game basis that at this point to 200 games in his career, I am surprised he's still making. And there has been absolutely nothing to indicate that Ryan McLeod has taken any sort of step in his game, which is painful to watch for a former second rounder.
0: Yeah, I would uh, concur on that to the point, Reed that I'm going to get into an area we haven't actually talked about. That was sort of the off-season de- decision making. Now, the orders wanted to get out of the contract of Kyler Yamamoto. Otherwise, they were going to have to buy Yamamoto out, albeit at one-third. Okay, But that was still going to cost them some cap space. So they included um, Clean Koston in that deal. Uh, and they elected not to re-sign Nick Bugstead and instead sign McLeod at $2 million and Bugstead got $2 million. Basically, the Oilers kept Warren Fogel and Ryan McLeod over Clem Costin and uh, Nick said Now, I'm going to add a caveat here. I believe it probably would have cost the Oilers an asset to move the final year of Fogel's contract. I'm not convinced. Like, they could have traded CeCe in the offseason and not, like, they could have moved him for a fifth or sixth round pick somebody would have taken them that struck out on right side defense but i i you know you can make an argument right now everything's fair game read the team's five 11 and one do you think they missed a bit of that size in their bottom six by not having coston and not having nick bukestead in the lineup or is that just nitpicking
1: Okay, well, you asked me three questions. Yes, it's nitpicking, but that's the nature of talking about the Oilers in oil country because that's the the passion the fans have. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to answer those players separately, Bob. And actually, Rob and I got a call about Clem Costin, I believe after Saturday's loss to Tampa Bay. Costin was a great story. He had that incredible burst where he scored, I think, seven goals in 11 games. He showed that he was willing to fight. He played with energy. He had a great outgoing personality. He was also a very inconsistent player. And as we saw, there were nights when, uh, you know, he'd wind up playing five or six minutes. And you see him, you saw him kind of make some hope passes in the neutral zone that Jay Woodcroft and staff didn't like. cost in this season has two points in 14 games. Uh, I guess he is a plus player on Detroit, so most of the Oilers aren't plus. Um, I, to me, Clean Kostin would not have been worth $2 million. I would have loved to have Nick Bukestad back. I, I think of all the players that, that left, if you want to talk about Costin Bukestad, and Yamamoto, I, the, the Bukestad to me was the biggest loss because of his size, because he could, can still finish around the net, because he can win faceoffs to me that was the biggest loss again could have you afforded to pay him the I think he got 2.1 so that's the that's the biggest loss now is not a fighter he's not overly intimidating or or a big crusher despite his size but I think that they are missing him more than the other guys that left and as you know I like Yamamoto and when he had a hot stick uh he was pretty good but he, he just didn't produce points nearly enough
0: he did do a good job hunting pucks. There's no way they could have kept the team together. We know that. We're joined right now by Reed Wilkins and Brendan Escott. Brendan, your take on sort of the Austin uh, Bugstead angle in relation to Fogel and McLeod specifically.
2: Uh, I think that the kind of game that Coston provides is not what the Oilers have been missing maybe that's also a surprising thing I can highlight, I don't think that they've been getting pushed around necessarily Evander Kane has uh, really assumed the role of policeman, so I don't think that they're missing that kind of element of the bottom six if he was more of an effective penalty killer, four checker all around player, then sure because that's what they're really missing down there in my opinion, and I, I quiver at the thought of what this defense would look like without cody cc so i mean you can talk about a guy who uh maybe doesn't contribute to the the way that a star player would but if they did not have cody cc on this team um i don't know I, the, the, the better options are not readily available and that's why the team is struggling right now though i do think well, that they i mean been boxed, into, boxed into this financially
0: Yeah, we, I mean, we have the, there's fans that think, well, can't you go get Brett Pesci? We're playing Carolina. Like, he is a pending UFA. I don't think he signs in Canada. That's just the information I have. It doesn't mean I'm right. But I tend to have decent information. Okay? And so, um. I look at, you know, and, I, and, I, and specific, it was McLeod and Fogel Like, again, I think you would have have to have included an asset. In, I, I can tell you right now, you can't bring Warren, looking at the Oilers cap situation next year, because uh, worst case scenario, you're buying out Jack Campbell at this stage. Um, and then you're going to be on the hook for the overage on Connor Brown. I, I, you know, I. Unless Fogel wants to resign at one and a half million dollars, you can't afford a player like that at two point seven five million. You just can't. The orders are going to have to. You can afford a third line center at two million dollars. McLeod's making two point one. He has to play better. Like he is not. He made a nice little interior pass that got it to Derek Ryan over to Kane, but he hasn't scored. We're seventeen games in the season here. I, like, like I think we were hoping that he'd go, you know, become a fifteen goal scorer, forty point guy. He's not close like he's got to get in the guts of the game. Goaltending. tending, Reed. You give Jack Campbell a second chance?
1: Uh not if he doesn't play better in the AHL. And I hate to say that because I, I really believed he was going to bounce back. I, I really did. I I just thought that even late last year, he was starting to play better. I thought he deserved a start in the playoffs. His preseason, he looked like a different goalie. And then it it just obviously went south again, though I think the Oilers have more problems than their goaltending. But, I mean, his starts in the AHL haven't been impressive. Um, He has to put it together down there and earn the – faith that that he should get another look in the National Hockey League I mean that that contract is now a massive problem obviously I mean you're talking about buying it out which I know wouldn't happen until the end of the season but uh, man oh man like they, they need wins they can't afford to have a player come up and get a couple games on a let's hope you've improved type deal I mean they can't afford to waste any points at this point
0: brendan?
2: It's an unbelievable problem. Nobody is going to be lending them a solution to this. And the pieces that they have in the system that I thought that they were going to use to get out of this situation or or, or at least be able to um, utilize to upgrade this team, I mean, their stock is depreciating basically on a game in and game out basis. If I'm Carolina, for example, as the texter suggested before, Philip Broberg is is a non. Like this is, uh, and I'm not interested and not as a piece, a centerpiece, or any other kind of throw-in, really, as uh, as a deal-maker for a Brett Pesci. Xavier Borgo has not gained traction this year, uh, that I can tell, in the farm. So these are guys that you've used first-round picks on that are not of value to another team and are not going to help you get out of this situation. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I just don't know, you know, if you're going to have a guy with a negative
0: trade value, like you said, that you're going to have to give picks
2: or assets campbell
0: got, Nate, you. Now, a scenario like Carolina, where they've got, you know, I mean, they're sitting there and they've tied up money in Slavin and Orlov on the left side. Shea's a free agent. You know, if they want to bring Pesci back to the right side, if I if I was them, I would. Because you look at Burns and Pesci, and you look at Slavin and Orlov, they might want a cheap left-shot prospect defenseman. And look at what Edmonton's done with Broberg and said, we can capitalize that. The problem, I mean, I think what exasperates me guys a bit is what happened here with Broberg, where he played really well against against Nashville, and he got pulled out of the lineup for the game against Philly. And it's like something happened there, at the, and I know the player has to be stronger, but that move, and and, and in fairness to Darnay, he's fought in the last two games. Of course, he, you know, the biggest supporter Vincent D'Arnais had was Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson. Those were his two biggest supporters. But I, I think it's fair, Brendan, what you say. At least D'Arnais is that, tough to play against. That's the biggest difference for me.
2: Uh, you know, well, he might no not question, be talented a talented hockey player, but he'll go his there His puck skills and, and are
0: poor. Puck skills. Poor puck skills for D'Arnais. And that's going to be the issue. Well, are you still there? Did I lose you guys? No, we're here. No, we're here. Okay, I thought I bounced. Hey, uh, Reed, uh, we got to get to a break here. What do you got coming up tonight on Inside Sports?
1: We will uh, continue the uh, Oilers discussion, and Sean Lemon from the Montreal Alouettes is on the show.
0: I can't believe how that game turned out, you guys. Hey, like I, Reed, I did not have the Alouettes winning the Grey Cup. Wow.
1: No, I, 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 well, I'm one of the people that didn't believe in them that they were rallying against, so good for them. They stuck with it and pulled it out.
0: All right, awesome stuff. Reed uh, we'll look forward uh, to talking with you tomorrow have a great show tonight. When we come back, Brendan Escott and myself will close the show with this day in Oilers history and bang off some of your texts. By the way, I just wanted to mention this at 652 at Edmonton, Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers now. I, I haven't found the original source of this this photo that's out there with me as the goalie. It's funny stuff. You got to be able to laugh at yourself once in a while. It's funny stuff, man. So to the creative genius that came up with it, uh, I'm in on your joke, man. I i, I got to tell you, I got to chuckle out of it myself. All right. It is 6.53 in Edmonton. Uh, this Day in Order's History is brought to you by New West Travel. We've sold out Nashville. We sold out the Montreal road trip. Our next Oilers now roadie will be announced shortly. Brendan Escott's back at the 630 Chad Studios. We're going to go back to 2013. What happened, Brendan?
2: The Oilers beating the Panthers 4-1 on home ice, improving to 7-15-2 on the oh. year. Jordan Everly scored twice. The Nuge had three helpers.
0: Yeah, that was uh, Dallas Aikens' first and only full season as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Dallas was over in Sweden. At the Global Series games. Uh, tomorrow we'll have a full preview of the Oilers and the Hurricanes. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service as well. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with James Dunn. We'll tell you that Reed Wilkins is coming up with Inside Sports after a global news weather traffic update. So long, everybody.